0: This is the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the show on a Tuesday. It is the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. She is Lucy Burge and Michael Jenkins coming up. NBA All-Star Weekend has come to an end, so it's the perfect time to check out some futures odds before the second half of the season gets underway. We will drop down a level at 720, and look at what those college basketball kids are up to tonight. And then at 740, we'll go from the whippersnappers to a bunch of old guys still trying to chase the glory of their younger days. So, Lucy, I want to ask you about this story, and I was turned on to this yesterday. And my friend Anna was like, hey, we're going to talk about this during the Commander's Plot tomorrow. I said, all right. So have you heard about the stingray, the pregnant stingray? There is a stingray in North Carolina's Appalachian Mountains. And she has been Charlotte, they call her. She's a rust-colored stingray the size of a serving platter. And she has spent her natural habitat in an aquarium without any sort of other male stingrays at all she's by herself and yet she's been in this aquarium for eight years and suddenly out of nowhere she is pregnant and they cannot figure out why now she does share this tank with a few sharks but scientists are saying no nope, this is not some sort of cross habitation copulation if you will it's not a stingray and a shark getting together they don't know the answer but apparently this stingray is going to have four pups and they're trying to figure out how this asexual reproduction took place because there's no genetic male who could have contributed here do you have a theory here at all i have no idea
1: Yeah, so I did hear about this. And as you're saying that, I have a couple theories. So, first of all, they need to do a Maury style of DNA testing on this to figure (laughs) out who the father is of this. Is it a shark, perhaps, and defy all science and logic of these, the scientists say that it's not Mm -hmm. the shark. Appalachian mountains a lot of stuff happens there they say don't look up into the trees mm-hmm. at night because you know there's there's things that live in the way i mean anything is possible there there's mystical things that happen magic maybe this is a, a virgin mary stingray and it is just an act of god that the this uh, stingray is pregnant or you know there have been many alien sightings uh ufo sightings <laughs> perhaps did a ufo come down and impregnate Mm. this Stingray, perhaps. So it'll be the first uh, UFO uh, 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 Earth life form um, uh, child's litter of pups, Stingray pups, I guess. (laughs) Because those are the only explanations I can think of. Maybe a a mystical creature or a UFO Mm -hmm. are the only two possible culprits here.
0: (laughs) Well, Bill was saying this in the chat, which is pretty funny, which is, all of a sudden this singer charlotte i want to call her charlotte uh. i want to get it right and she has her pups and all charlotte. of a sudden those pups all have fins like yep. shark fins yeah i i uh, i this will
1: be like we were wrong
0: they'll be like ah well we missed it we <laughs> checked it. the security cameras <laughs> we didn't see it they were hiding it's although true, i think the mori cameras i uh, yes so watch the camera see how this happened i i like your idea of letting Mori in here this is perfect for him Except. and yeah. i have I have been in person to see Maury, and I would love to you see have. that show. Oh my god, James, you've done Lucy, everything.
1: This is crazy. You,
0: sh- you should go to, <laughs> just to check it out. Like it is, yes. I. Years ago, I'll tell the story again. But years ago, I was with a girlfriend from many moons ago, and she was obsessed with Maury. She loved Maury, and she's like, "Hey, I want to go to New York City, and I want to watch Maury." And I was like, "Well, I'm sure we can get tickets." So we did. And by the way, Maury tickets are easy to get. So at the sure time, they I don't, they're not. They're not. You know, they're not, it's not like you have to go to SeatGeek and drop $700 on Maury tickets. Maury. So we got three Maury. You know, three Maury tickets. I don't think they cost us anything. And so. This they're, it was so obvious that they're not accustomed to having people like as a destination come to New York City to watch Maury. So as we're walking in, and I don't know if they still shoot it here, but they were shooting at the Hotel Pennsylvania, which is right next to Union Station there. So it's right there. And so as we're walking in, there is a production assistant waving, waving people. Hey, you want to come see Maury? Do you want to come see Maury? I was right? like, no, Right. No, yep. But. Trying to fill the studio,
1: so, But they're
0: like, oh, these people, they they purchased tickets before they came or got free tickets. <laughs> and so we walk in and this is, by the way, this is an eight hour ordeal because they shoot numerous oh, shows. It was four right. hours in the morning. Then we take a lunch break. We come back and they put us front row center right there in the front. And so what's awesome is, is that after the first set of shows, they flip it, Right. The back audience goes to the front, the front audience goes to the back. Not us. No, 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 no. <gasps> us front, road, center. Oh, yeah. And so I uh, we were all over Maury for <laughs> I don't know how many episodes because they and if you one thing you noticed yeah. about Maury Bovich is they piece everything together. Maury always wears black, but he wears a variation of things. It might be a black turtleneck, it might be a black shirt, but he's always wearing black. So from one segment to the next, if you look closely, a lot of times He's got a different outfit on. You just don't notice it because he's always wearing black. And so they don't necessarily shoot it in order. And so after a while, it's like, they've got a producer in front. And every time there was a reveal, like you are the father, the producer would look at the crowd and egg us on like, oh, oh, and make these faces like, can you believe this? And so finally after a while, like, I'm just going to play into this. So if some guy lied or something, I'd see the camera swing around at me and I just shake my head like, just disgusting, <laughs> right? Like scumbag, un- unbelievable scumbag. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I ha- I used to have this guy. This is right. This is a, a while back. But I my phone blew up that week. Like, dude, are you on Maury? Did I just see you on Maury? Like a hundred oh, times. <laughs> oh my god! Like, were you just on Maury? I was like, yes, I was definitely on Maury. So, that oh was a while my back.
1: god, Jinx. Uh, that, so it, it, it looks crazy. like you were at, you were, you spent like a week with Maury. Like you were there every, yeah. it looks like you were there every day at every episode. But to be obsessed with Maury unironically is like, yeah. the, like <laughs> is something. actually obsessed,
0: actually obsessed. Yeah.
1: That is something to as a destination that because I've seen that. So I was in studio Good Morning America one time just to watch the okay. the show. And then you walk out and they are handing out flyers for like, oh, come to like it wasn't the Kelly Clark, a Meredith Vieira show. They're like, will, will okay. you please come be in the audience at the Meredith? They, they beg you. They are standing outside the doors mm-hmm. of the studio to be like, come to this show, please. We need an audience. Yeah. So I would assume that that's how they were with Maury too. You're like, no, we already planned ahead for this. Like, this is, this is our trip. <laughs> we know yeah, we yeah. have tickets.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, we gotta help out these. And what was so one thing I remember more than anything is that when Maury came out, if he had to sit and wait for longer than like 15, 20 seconds, he got super irritated. Like really? he'd just sit there. Yeah, he'd come out, he'd sit down, and they'd be ready to go. He'd be like, guys, sorry Maury. Sorry, Maury sorry, Maury. And then he'd be like, guys, let's go. Sorry, Maury. Sorry, Maury, sorry, Maury. And then they'd finally start going and that, I don't know how that must have happened at least, yeah, four or five times. He'd come out he'd you and You start saying
1: it, you're like, sorry, Maury, I, I, and then I, I, you start I, becoming I, the production I, assistant.
0: Like, <laughs> I should have been the guy about, you know, act like it's coming from the back. <laughs> sorry, Maury. You know, sorry, Maury. Sorry,
1: uh, Maury. <laughs> sorry, Maury. That uh, is uh, incredible.
0: Oh, uh, it was oh such God, an ex- I will say though, scary. eight hours with Maury is a good long time. The yeah, fact that we lot. went to lunch and came back after four hours. I was like, I kind of get it, but that's like God. jury duty. Yeah. <laughs> you get
1: a lunch break and you come back and, and you, you gotta be like, man, what a scumbag that guy is. <laughs> oh man. I like the father's who it's like, you're not the father. And it's the happiest he's ever been in his life.
0: And the dancing. <laughs> the kids oh,
1: sitting they're dancing, it's like Ellen, and it becomes Ellen. <laughs> what a time. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, what a time. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. right. And the crazy thing is, is that Maury that's is still going. I mean, this was a long time ago, and yet yeah. Maury's still churning it out. And he still started gone. here in D.C., which is crazy. He used to be huge here in D.C., and then he went and became national. So, Lucy, right, yeah. I did promise that we would talk a little NBA future. So... If you look at the title odds of MGM, your Celtics are the favorites of plus 260. The yeah. Nugs are plus 450. The Clippers are plus 525. Bucks, 6 to 1. Oh, no thanks. Suns, 14 <laughs> to 1. Knicks, 18 to 1. Thunder, 22 to 1. So Bet MGM is essentially saying this is a four team race. Do you buy that? And I think the question that I really want to ask you is. Are you a believer in the Celtics who have been really close Mm -hmm. and have played really well but have not been able to get over the hump?
1: Yes. Well, when it comes to the four-team race, I'm looking at this like, what about the Suns? Because the Suns Mm -hmm. have stepped up quite a bit leading up to the All-Star break. They've won five of their last six. Bradley Beal on pace to return. So when it comes to Timberwolves, Clippers, Thunder, Nuggets, I wouldn't count out the Suns to make their way into that pack. And maybe it's not, I'm not ready to call it a four-team race just yet. Let's see how the Suns mm-hmm. do in the second half of the season. When it comes to the Celtics, I, I like what they're doing right now. But I don't know if I can trust them when it comes to a playoff situation because they have, uh, as we saw last year, put together a a phenomenal regular season. Then it comes time for the playoffs and they fall apart completely and they just become a, a different team. So right now I am very hesitant to take the Celtics, even though they are favored and the odds makers are giving them a lot of credit because of the regular season they put together. And the fact that if, they don't win the finals this season, when are they ever going to? And we said that after last season, but this team with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Porzingis and the team they've put together, they need to win together or not. And just they need to do Mm -hmm. it or not because they haven't yet. And that's been the goal forever. And with um, what happens to Missoula if they don't. So I feel like it's it's championship or bust for this team. And if it becomes a bust, what do they do? What do they do? When is this team ever going to win the finals, if not last year, if not now? So I would be hesitant to take the Celtics right now. I would look at the Nuggets because in my mind, this is the yeah. year of the repeat. The Chiefs repeat. I think UConn will repeat the oh. Nuggets. Perhaps we'll join in on that party and maybe repeat because they're they're right behind the Celtics in the odds. But also, I would be really hesitant to take the Celtics right now.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. And I am not Boston averse. I know Chelsea is. Whenever she's on this show, she always like, oh, Boston is, wins everything. And I get Royal family that. in Boston. I, does not I, <laughs> right. And I but also I just
1: was Chelsea's yeah. birthday yesterday. So happy birthday to Chelsea.
0: Oh, happy birthday, Chelsea. I should have texted her. Oh my God. I feel like such a bad co host. I had it in my calendar and everything. I
1: oh,
0: her. So terrible. <laughs> oh, I'm so off.
1: <laughs> my calendar.
0: Oh, the worst. And I was like, oh, I put this in my calendar to make myself remember and didn't Man. do it. Oh, garbage. Man. Oh, well, sorry.
1: I did. So happy birthday, Chelsea.
0: <laughs> happy birthday, Chelsea. <laughs> sorry. I did. At least Lucy did. Lucy did. She was paying yep. for us. I mean, she wasn't. Represented James. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, <laughs> you know, what I still like anywho. I will take it.
1: Any, anywho, <laughs> I would.
0: I kind of like the Thunder at 22 to 1. I love the value on Oklahoma City, but honestly, I, I sort of feel like they're like a, a year or two away, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so much fun to watch and they have such a high ceiling. I mean, SGA is no joke, and Getty's come along. And obviously, Chet Holmgren, it's good to see him healthy and he's going to be a stud. I feel like if you want to really just take a shot on someone, a dark horse, and maybe get yourself some serious plus money, they're worth a sprinkle. But as I'm saying this, I'm like, you know, they're not quite there. They're close, but they're not quite. They're a covering machine, but maybe, maybe not quite there. Is there any other team on the board that interests you besides the Nuggets where maybe there's some value? I I will say this. I cannot believe the Bucks are 6-1. to Mm. I am not trusting Milwaukee. And listen, we know Doc Rivers' history, and he does have a chip, but also we know about his disappointment. And at some point, Milwaukee will get completely healthy, but they're coming off a really terrible loss to Memphis just before the All-Star break. And I, I said this when when they they fired their head coach to bring in Doc Rivers that I felt like they hit the panic button. Am I not giving Doc Rivers enough credit here?
1: Well, his past is certainly not his present because like, what the hell the right. Bucks have been horrible, horrible yes. since this is going right against the narrative of, of take a team to win right after the, the new coach narrative, because he is tanking that there were three and seven under him. And he even knows yeah. it when he was named the coach of the East team, you could see in his face, in his voice, in his demeanor. He was like, I don't deserve this. I certainly don't deserve this because yeah. uh, the Bucks have not been good and the Bucks are, are moving in the wrong direction so far i mean maybe after the all-star break they will start moving in the right direction and something will click but i mean this has been kind of a disaster so far for the bucks and that's why another team for uh, to, to win the title would certainly not be the bucks i would not take them right now for that but i would look at the knicks because the Knicks have been a team I've kept an eye on for a while. They have covered quite a bit. Every yes. time I take them to cover, they cover and they also win. So that's always good, of course. But the Knicks are a team that I think could sneak, not even sneakily, but really surprise because their odds, 18 to 1, um, is not the favorite. But I would take the Knicks almost. Like, I, I kind of like them.
0: I I agree. And they're only going to get healthier as the season progresses. So I'm I'm not against that at all. Yeah, right. He's going to come back. (laughs) Coming up in five minutes. No NBA tonight, but we do have plenty of college basketball on the docket. Find out which games are standing out to us. It is next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Come on back. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. (laughs) Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the show. Daily Tip on BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Guess who's here? Lucy Burge, our favorite. The lady for Chelsea Messenger. Coming up in just a bit, Hey, look at today's schedule in the top 25 with number one UConn, looking to stay red hot. So, Lucy, I was talking about my visit to the Maury show many moons ago, a long time ago, because my ex-girlfriend or girlfriend at the time was a huge Maury fan. And not, like you said, she, this was not ironically. She loved ironic. Maury. Yeah, yeah. She, she wanted to that go see something. Maury. Yeah, that is something. So have you, and so I kind of caught myself midway through going, I, what what am I doing at the Maury show? Like, how did I end up how here? How did I get like, here? What am I? What am, how did I get here? How am I? How am I sitting front row making faces at some stranger on stage who just discovered that he made a girl pregnant via a DNA test, and now he's deciding that he doesn't want to be a father, even though he is the father? And I'm shaking my head, oh, in disapproval. How did I get here? Have you found yourself in a situation ever where it could be celebrity based, it could be a bizarre situation and you thought to yourself, what am I doing here? How did I end up in this situation?
1: How did I get here? Well, I think it was similar to that. I um I was mm-hmm. in the studio for Good Morning America one morning. It was oh, yeah. 20, I, I 2013 or 12. Um, so the mm-hmm. um the medical uh their medical correspondent then, Richard Vesser, grew up with my mom. So uh we he got us for my birthday, uh got us in to just watch Good Morning America. And that day, one of the guests okay. on Good Morning America, Charlie Sheen. So Charlie Sheen was being interviewed oh. right in front of me. with my best, my best friend actually, who I'm going to her wedding in Wyoming next month. Um, she and I and my mom and her mom were there and there's Charlie Sheen getting interviewed and the wildlife guy, I forget his name, but he is the show that is like all the, the wildlife. Uh, I forget what his name is, but he brought a baby alligator. So there's Charlie Sheen holding a baby alligator right in front of me and I'm, uh, no it was uh, no, it was um, after Steve Irwin passed I believe but I okay, forget his name now this is driving me nuts um, but he wore the whole get up the whole like wildlife like the hat and the whole thing the beige right. outfit and so he brought these animals and then I walk right by George Stephanopoulos and Robin Roberts and I'm like what am I doing how oh, wow. am I here this is insane um, so yeah that was probably a moment where I was like how, how did I get here um, but yeah especially because Charlie Sheen was there and I was like no way <laughs> because i had been crush on charlie sheen when he was in ferris bueller uh the charlie the, that version of charlie sheen
0: also oh, major league i forgot i forgot that he was in yeah. ferris bueller
1: he was, was oh, real cute in that, that scene yeah i was like oh bad boy look at this yeah <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and i was like there he is <laughs> yeah that was probably a moment you, where i was like what is happening
0: <laughs> i've had a a handful of celebrity moments like that but the one time in life, I would say, where I just had to like reevaluate everything happening to me was in my first TV job. And so I was working in Denison, Texas, the Sherman Denison market, which is market 165, so not a big market. And as I tell people, we were the worst station in America. There's no question about it. We were a tri affiliate, ABC, NBC, Fox. So what was going to appear on our network? Who knows? It was a total crapshoot. We were in the attic of a converted train depot. That was our set. So it was, it was, we were terrible and we knew we were terrible. So our, our, our coverage area, oddly enough, we were closer to the Oklahoma border than we were to Texas or we were close to the Oklahoma border than anything else because we were a little over an hour north of Dallas-Fort Worth. So we covered a lot of Oklahoma. So one night, my sports director, who did not like me at all, and he was like, I want you to drive to Wapanuka, Wapanuka, Oklahoma, and I want you to get some video of the Wapanuka girls JV team. And I was like, okay.
1: JV what?
0: JV girls basketball. Sorry.
1: Okay. No, I was like, no, this, I was like this this just JV doesn't...
0: in general. <laughs> just get, yeah, choose some JV girls. I'm like, this doesn't seem right at all. <laughs> yeah, just show, you know, get some good shots. You know, some cutaways. See what they're up to. Talk to them. Yeah, thank you for that clarification. That said sounded so bad. <laughs> JV volleyball, basketball,
1: and generally,
0: which is not a knock against women's sports, but. JV, anything, even in, in, in the local levels of TV is not generally a thing. So this kind of yeah. seemed like a goose piece to me, but whatever, that was my job. And also it was a drive. So it was, yeah. let's see how long it was over an hour. It was like an hour and 15 minutes. So I had to drive there. I had probably 15, 20 minutes to shoot some video and then I drive like an hour and 15 minutes back. So oh I go all the way to Wapanaka, Oklahoma. <laughs> And I'll never forget it was, and I'm making no money. I'm making $13,500 a year salary. And so it's, it's super, it was super dark. You barely see anything it was foggy. And I'm in like a oh, a 1984 Chevy blazer. Like an, oh, this thing was so rickety. It'd been around forever. Right? So I'm driving I'm driving the Chevy blazer in the middle of nowhere. And i can't see anything and i'm driving probably 65 and a 55 whatever and all of a sudden out of nowhere a two-way stop appears in front of me and i slam on the brakes i go right through the stop into a ravine out of the ravine into a barbed wire fence which wraps around the front of the car and into a field and nobody's around i'm in the middle of nowhere oklahoma so i'm standing there and I'm just sitting there. And so I, I took a deep breath like, okay, I'm okay. Um, this car, this, this tank is okay. And, and there's barbed wire wrapped around the front of this, this vehicle. So I go and I pull the barbed wire off. And the crazy thing is the vehicle was in such terrible shape that you couldn't even tell that anything had happened. And so oh I just, remember sitting, yeah. And I just, remember sitting there. Cause I, I, I was like, I got a few minutes just to kind of like gather myself. I remember sitting there, lights are on in a pasture. I've just pulled barbed wire off this 84, 85 blaze or whatever. I'm like, Michael, you're making 13, five a year salary to do this. And you're in a field in the middle of Oklahoma are you sure you want to do this? How did you get here? Like, are you really sure you're going to do this? And I had to think about it for a while because that is not a situation that I ever thought I would end up in. And finally, I took a few deep breaths and I thought, no, no, this is, this is what you want to do. This is what you want to do. You just you got you to gotta keep going. And then I drove off and nobody, I told that story to some friends of mine, but nobody ever found out the car. Thankfully, I don't know how it was okay. And I made it back. And that was the wow. one. What am I doing? Here? What am I doing here? Moment that I always think about
1: oh my goodness because that could be thankfully you're okay first of all too because that was that's a car accident that is nuts yeah but also that could have been and was a, a life-changing moment where it could have mm-hmm. a, a fork in the road a two-way stop yeah. in your life where you thought which path should i take should i continue on this one or go with a different one but you went on one that you said okay i'm gonna keep going because one day i will be on mori multiple times so you just keep <laughs> exactly. going and then you it all falls into place because the universe is a plan for all of us and that was part of yours
0: it was i, I, think wow. I right. i'm gonna get to more that's by scary God. too get... that's
1: yeah, because nobody yeah, really was around like what if i mean either, no. i mean there were no cell phones or were there at that time
0: uh, no there were not this is this is 80, wow. 80, not 80, sorry. This is This is my first job. So it was 96, I believe. So there was no one to call.
1: There, there was, was no nothing to, to was tell nothing. the JV girls you were going to be late. No. There was nothing like that.
0: Nothing. <laughs> uh, ladies, you can just hang <laughs> like, around the you? Sonic for a little bit longer. I'll be there, I promise.
1: No, there was, yeah, well, when you know I was like, on the JV, JV softball team, we'd say it's just vibes. That's what we, we call it. Yeah. We <laughs> were the just vibes so, team. Just
0: five, yep. just five, team. Yep. No, I I like that. I gotta remember that. Just five, Steve. Yeah. The the one thing I will suggest just to put it into perspective of how country this area was, and it's 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 it sounds crazy, it was a sad story. There is a there was a guy who played for Southeastern Oklahoma State University, which was in Durant, Oklahoma. And we covered, that's where Dennis Rodman went to school. So that was their famous alum. Oh, and true. there was a kid, yeah. And so you walk into their gym and there's this trophy case and it's a young Dennis Rodman. He was their one stud out of nowhere who became a Hall of Famer. And wow. to put this in perspective, how country this was, there was a kid recruited to Southeastern Oklahoma State. I believe he was from Compton, California. Like he, he he came to Oklahoma to get away and was a very talented basketball player. And one night, I hate to bring this down, but I think it will put it in perspective. One night he was riding in the back of a car, and I remember this because we had to cover this story, and there was no foul play. Nobody was drinking. They were just driving down a road in Oklahoma, a desolate road, and all of a sudden, they accidentally hit a cow. And the cow flipped up and then landed in the backseat on top of the car in the backseat and crushed this kid. Like, when does that ever... Oh, my
1: God.
0: Yeah. Like, when does that ever happen? You talk about a freak accident. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. The car hit a cow. He landed on the roof and just happened to land on this kid sitting in the back. They were doing nothing. They were just driving. That's it. So That's,
1: like, an act of the universe. Like, that's... But, I mean, that's not... I mean, is it that random there? I mean, I feel like cows are common there. So, it's like hitting a deer... Anywhere else, it's like, yeah. yeah, but a cow is just much bigger <laughs> than that yeah, because deer exactly. also can do similar things. So that that's horrible. Oh my uh, god! Yes, I know. But yeah, and but that's oh, I hate yeah. to tell
0: that, but I, I think it does speak to when you talk about middle of nowhere. That is, you know, middle of nowhere. Yeah. So let's go from from there to all the way up to stores, Connecticut. Yes, and let's talk a little a little college basketball here. Lucy, because you were talking about UConn repeating as national champion. Now, I should say stores, but they are playing in Creighton tonight. And I always forget about Creighton. Creighton is in Omaha, Nebraska, right? Oh, here we go. Yes, <laughs> UConn UConn uh... laying, uh, laying two and a half. The total is 145 and a hook. Do you have any sort of idea as to what's going to happen in this game?
1: So I really want to take UConn. But they have not been super great on the road against top 25 teams. So I I look at that and I think maybe I'll take Creighton to cover – but I'm going to go I'm going to go with Matt too. I'm going to go with UConn money line. I like UConn in this game because this team is mm-hmm. just so dominant. Dan Hurley, I trust him as a coach. I trust this team. Also Storrs, mm-hmm. Connecticut, not exactly not the middle of nowhere either, I will say, having been born and raised in the great state of Connecticut. I have driven through Storrs, I mean, many or through that area many times, and it's a little it's a little rural. And I think that yeah. that is but it, it it is, but it is the center of the college basketball world. World, all eyes upon it. Though they are playing Creighton on the road, um however, I I'm going to go with UConn money line here.
0: I think that's a good call, and I oh, I see a lot of people on Creighton. I understand that this is definitely a letdown yes. spot for UConn. There's no question after that sure. huge one; they just destroyed Marquette over the weekend.
1: That was exciting. What the host?
0: Oh man, it looked like that. That seemed like a trap to me too, right? Where
1: yeah, you see,
0: oh marquette number four you grab the points at, and i thought mm, that was the one the one out of like the six games i handicapped correctly because uconn has been such a wagon and they are so good defensively i'm gonna be with you here uconn eight and three against the number on the road i think we'll see some crate money come in but I'm, let's go uconn money line here and do a squad play all right we got a lot of other games on schedule tonight in fact i'll let you pick your favorite here lucy is there any one of these games in the top 25 that you like in
1: particular Yes, uh, one that I really like that will be my best bet coming up. I really like Tennessee. Got them minus 13 ah. against Missouri. Missouri loses a lot. They are not <laughs> so great. So that's pretty much it. I'm like, Tennessee is going to roll over uh, Missouri here. So I just think it's it's got to be Tennessee minus 13 by double-digit spread.
0: I now agree with you completely. Have. The... The computer models have Tennessee as a 13 point favorite and the line again, Tennessee minus 11 and a half. So maybe a little value there now to Missouri's credit, they hung with Ole Miss a few days ago, but who cares because at home in particular, the Tigers are terrible. They lost to Mississippi state by 24. They lost to Texas A&M by 19. And when playing in Columbia, they are two and 12 against the spread. That is the sixth worst mark in all of college basketball. So I'm with you. I love laying the 11 and a half with the balls. I am with you on that one more play here. I want to throw out and maybe you like it. Maybe you don't Utah state laying two and a half hosting number 19, San Diego state total is one forty three in and a hook. We've talked about unranked home favorites have been huge this year. They've been great moneymakers. Now, this may seem like a trap play because Utah State got just drilled, drilled by Colorado State over the weekend. But Colorado State is pretty good. Mountain West has been pretty solid. However, the Aggies are seven and three against the number one playing at home this season. San Diego State against the number on the road two and eight. So give me the unranked oh home God. favorite. I'm on Utah State. let go.
1: That is really tough to argue with. That I mean, Utah State all day here minus two and a half. Absolutely, I mean, everything is pointing toward that. So absolutely, Utah State minus two and a half. I am going with that as well.
0: Yeah, let's do it. And those home ranked or unranked home dogs have been real money makers this season. So maybe a good spot to put your money on the Aggies. Coming up next year on the show. It's not easy being an aging superstar. So we're going to talk about a couple guys trying to reclaim their former glory and one who already has. She is Lucy Verge. I'm Michael Jenkins. This is The Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. It is great to have you with us on a Tuesday. Stay right there. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. BetMGM. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the show on a Tuesday. It is a Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. Great to have Lucy Burge filling in today. Coming up in just a moment, we'll talk about the olds. Oh man. Oh, it's tough for me. Cause I am one of the olds. I'm going to talk about guys like myself, you know, sometimes you just got to take the L Jameis Winston yeah. likes to eat dubs. I, I eat L's. I thought the L and I say, I'm, I'm going to eat an L today. <laughs> it's what I'm going to do. <laughs> now, let me ask you, Lucy, I think I've asked you this before, but I'll ask you again, since we're on this topic, you are a young one. You're not, well, you're 55. We According to some, 55. I'm 50 years old. According to some, You're <laughs> 50 years old. But all of us Wait. have, no matter how old you are, no matter what your age, you should always have a moment or two where you're like, I'm not that old. No matter who you are, yeah. have you had a moment or two where you're like, well, uh, maybe that was when you were on Twitter and someone decided that you were 50, which is preposterous yeah. to me. But people are people and, and then they, they're, sometimes they're way, way off base.
1: Yeah. Well, it is preposterous. I I mean, I, I do get Botox, so maybe I'm not that young. I mean, it's, it's some people who are in their 20s get Botox, but I'm like, wait, I thought all these measures I was taking was supposed to make me look younger, not like I'm 50. There's nothing wrong with being 50. I will still get Botox when I'm 50. But um, there are moments where I understand something like I I know I tweeted last night a photo that was on Sophie Scott who is Mac Jones Patriots quarterback's girlfriend okay. on her Instagram of Mac Jones's uh, diamonds necklace he was wearing his chain that says Mac 10 oh. on it in diamonds his own name around his neck in diamonds. I tweeted it out and there were people who said I don't know who these people are. Who is Sophie? And I realized, you know what, I'm not that old. I know who people are still. So right. he is Mac Jones's girlfriend. I know she's she's kind of she's an Instagram influencer. So I know who people are. Like I I feel like I'm hip to the game of mm-hmm. Gen Z and, and their world. So there are moments where I hear things and people are like, what is that? And I know who Lil Yachty is and I know who uh, NBA Youngboy is. And I feel like maybe someone who's a bit older than me wouldn't. And so that's when I think maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not that old. I still understand this stuff. I listen to Alex yeah. Earl's podcast. She is a early 20s uh, TikTok star, but also now she's now a, a bigger star. And I, I listen to her podcast. I know who she is. I know what, what Gen Z is up to. And that's when I think maybe I'm not that old because I do – I understand some of this. They'll probably think I'm old, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm not that old when I, I'm listening to that. And I'm like, you know what? I get this. But maybe I shouldn't because yeah. maybe I should grow up. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm <laughs> not that old. And also, if you're,
0: I mean, you are interested in what pop culture brings to the table and certain stories. I mean, you come on our show and we talk about that on a regular basis. So if you're interested in it, then nothing wrong with that. And also, I think that kind of keeps you young in some respects, right? Because a younger generation is always going to be more interested in that aspect.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's the kind of thing where I think about like, am I now the old head that if I when I was in my early 20s and I saw someone in their 30s and they're old, but I actually will say I am loving my 30s much more than my 20s. So it's, yes. it's not that bad getting old. I will say, getting old. But then things like, yeah. you know, your back goes out, your neck is creaky easier than it used to be, and you're like, boy, this is what mm-hmm. they talk about when they're like, getting old sucks. <laughs> but it's really, I like it. I like it much more than uh, than my 20s. So I'm, I'm happy with uh, 30 and uh, flirty and thriving, as they say, is is really what's, I love what, it. what it is. So <laughs> get after it, folks. I, getting old is no. not all that bad.
0: <laughs> I agree. It's really the, honestly, it's the... To me, it's the mental versus the physical where I, in my mind, I'm like, I feel like I'm someone who doesn't necessarily give off like an older person vibe. I feel like I'm very young the way I look at myself or so of the way yeah. I carry myself. But then you look in the mirror, you're like, oh, hmm, well, that's not great. And then you wake up yeah. some days and you're like, why is my back hurting? I didn't do anything to right. my back. I. It's like, yeah. what did you do? What did not you do fair. to your back? Were you working out? Did you lift something? no. I just got up this morning, just got yeah. up, and now that's, there's an issue. And that that's the one thing I think when you talk to people who are aging, they're like, it sucks. And they it's almost always your body starts to fill you in ways. You're like, why is this happening? Because yeah. you kind of feel invincible when you're younger.
1: Exactly, and you can't imagine. Like I feel like it's also how many doctors' appointments, how many medications you take, how many like the heartburn and the blah blah blah. And it's like I can't imagine that now. But I also couldn't imagine waking up to my back just hurting or just hurting by just some movement um, when I was in my early twenties. It just like wasn't a thing. My my hamstrings weren't this tight back then. It it, they were actually. That has always kind of been a thing, but now it's even more so. And it's like, wait, I, <laughs> but I've been moving around all day, but now I'm still like, I need to stretch more. And it's kind of like, I, right. I can't really imagine it until you're there. And it's like, but you oh, know, I- don't worry about it. until you're there because you don't know what exists until you are that age. But there is definitely yeah. a, like in my mind, I'm still like 23. But um, in in reality, I'm like, well, there's a new wrinkle under my eye now that I have to get a new eye cream for. And it's like (laughs) (laughs) these crow's feet just magically go away with Botox, I will say. So there is that has been a lifesaver. That's a good thing. But yeah, it does help. But uh, so, yeah, sometimes uh, outside intervention does help. But yeah, there's definitely a mental versus physical aspect to it
0: yeah no question well that is what is affecting manny pacquiao since we're talking about older people he has been denied his request to box in the 2024 olympics he's been retired since 2021 and the ioc denied this bid because he was asking for a special exception the age limit for boxers is 40 pacquiao is 45 and to put in perspective how long he's been around he made his debut in 1995 at age 16. The one thing he has not done is competed in the Olympic Games. But I feel like this is probably a good decision. We know the damage that boxing can do. And at some point, I know there's always an exception to the rule. You're really risking, a. a vi- we're talking about health issues, taking a shot to the head at 45, not the smartest things. So this is probably a good call on the IOC's part.
1: Yeah, I think they're doing him a favor here because they also moved the age already to 40. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's yeah. well past what it really should be. And yeah, I mean, you probably missed the boat on that. It's like Tom Brady thinking, "Oh, maybe I'll go back and play." But those hits you take are a lot harder at 45 than they would be at 40 than they would be at 35. So I think this is the correct decision because they I mean with with athletes, of course, you, sometimes you need Somebody outside of yourself to be like, "Hey, maybe think about this. Maybe don't do this." Because of course, he's gonna want to go and compete. If he had final say, of course, he would do it. But that probably wouldn't be in his best interest. I think this is the correct decision.
0: Well, we talked about Manny Pacquiao. Now we can get to the real, the real meat of the issue here: Pablo Sandoval. Oh, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about Pablo Sandoval, who wants to make a comeback at age thirty-seven. He's back with the Giants as a non-roster invitee, hasn't played since 2021, played in the Mexican Pacific League in 2022, sat out in 2023, hit 238 in the last six years of his career. This is, this is not Ugh. something I think we need to see happen, Lucy. Go ahead.
1: No, we don't need Pablo Sandoval to return. He is an absolute... <laughs> bozo no team wants pablo sandoval why the giants of course because the giants are his home i mean that's the team that that uh signed Mm -hmm. him originally i guess but he uh, i am whenever i see that name i just think bozo this guy was awful the worst signing probably in the history of the Red Sox because of how much money they paid him and how little they got in return. His attitude was just so bad and that's why I think it was worse than the Carl Crawford signing because his attitude was just terrible. He was just he just had the look of like this guy is lazy and doesn't want to change and doesn't want to lose weight and get in shape. I mean his weight I don't I hate I don't want to weight shame, but it's it's unavoidable. Because it was an issue because his mobility, he had an at-bat, Jenks. There was an at-bat where his belt literally broke in half. He was swinging and his belt (laughs) broke and his pants opened up. That was the epitome of his time in Boston. And he then also said that he didn't like his time in Boston. When he talked to GQ in 2022, we did a GQ interview, Pablo Sandoval did. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said about the Giants, he said, I should have stayed. I know I learned my lesson, but I'm happy I went through it because I kept kept my eyes open. I learned a lot of things when he was in Boston. Made mistakes. Uh, we make mistakes. We make errors. And it's part of the game. And he's saying that he, uh, he basically um, – People in Boston were too hard on him. So what was actually happening was people in Boston were paying attention. The media and the fans were paying attention to what he was doing. And mm-hmm. what he was doing uh, was, was poor performance. And he was, he was on Instagram in the clubhouse breaking rules during the game. He was just liking photos. And he was not uh, following diet plans that they were, tr- they were trying to help him out. They're trying to help him out. They're paying him a lot of money. And he is not a guy that I would trust to make a comeback I know the Giants are his home or whatever, uh, but I wouldn't uh, uh, take Pablo Sandoval back on my team at all because he. honestly, I will say he's in the best shape of his life. That's not saying a ton, but he does look better than he did before but it could easily just slide back into what it was before. I am not a fan of Pablo oh. Sandoval. I don't think that this comeback will be <laughs> successful. <laughs> 37, you know, you see that and you're like, he's not that old, I guess, so these right. and age. But the way he his body probably is, he might be might be a little bit older. Um I just I see that name and I'm like, no, this is no good. This is not good. Oh. I don't think this comeback will be successful. No thank you to a Pablo Sandoval comeback.
0: Oh, he just absolutely stole money from the Red Sox. Now, the one old guy we need to give credit to is the legendary Billy Joel. Back in the adult contemporary top 10 for the first time in 27 years. I don't know if you've heard his latest song or know the story behind it, turn the lights back on. First single in 17 years. And there's a young producer named Freddie Wexler who finagled a meeting with Billy Joel because... His doctor knew Billy Joel's doctor, and Billy Joel's like, "All right, I'm gonna grab a bite to eat with this guy. I'll, I'll take it to go." And all of a sudden, he sits down with this kid in his 30s, and this kid decides to convince Billy Joel to write again and creates an incredible song.
1: Wow! Look at that. Yeah, I feel like this—you could do that at any age. You could, you could hit the top 10 at any. I've yeah. got a legend, a legend like Billy Joel, mm-hmm. or as a Mike, as a Dwight in the Office called him William Joel. Michael Scott's favorite song was uh, for the longest time by William Joel. That is your favorite when it's on the (laughs) radio, not when you're playing your flute recorder. Um, Billy Joel Vienna, one of my favorite songs.
0: Oh, and if you want to do, do yourself a favor, watch the video for Turn the Lights Back On where it regresses him from him being very young in his career to being how old he is now, using sort of AI, and it's amazing and perfectly done, really beautifully done. Coming up next to the show, Lucy is here, so we got to talk some baseball. It is the daily tip from BeckQL presented by BetMGM.
1: For more, listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from six to nine Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.